It's time for Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM. Welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. And that, of course, is 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. And if you download the iHeartRadio app, you can take us with you anywhere you go. Just type in our coordinates and there you go. You can take us with you anywhere you go. And I'd also like to welcome those listeners on other radio stations that now carry Moment of Truth. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Or if you're listening on your, your favorite podcast platform or on our SoundCloud. Always great to have listeners uh, listening on any which way. And it's a pleasure to have you with us. It's also a pleasure to welcome to the show... I have with me the members of the Hallucination. They are Bear Witness and Tim Toolman Hill, and they are here to talk about, oh, a number of things. Um, They've got a new album coming out. It is going to be released on July 30th, which you can, by the way, pre-order. And it is called One More Saturday Night. We're going to get into some of the things that they have uh, have, uh, been doing, uh, maybe coming up, as well as... One of my favorite artists and someone that they had the pleasure of working with, uh, Mr. John Trudell. We're going to talk about Mr. John Trudell because he is also featured on this new album. And uh, so it's a pleasure to say, uh, Scano Sego Segoli, uh, to uh, Bear Witness and Tim Toolman Hill, and welcome them to Moment of Truth. Guys, welcome to the show. Yeah, great to be here. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, if, if you don't mind, I'd like to go back. I think you said it was like 2014 when you first met John Trudell? Yeah, for sure. So first of all, for for you guys, when did you first become aware of John Trudell? I mean, the guy's been around. He was around for so long. He did so much, right? And, and just the guy's voice. His words are so amazing, right? It must have been uh, pretty cool to, to be able to work with this guy. Oh yeah, it was a dream come true, really. I mean, he was the—he was always at the top of our list of people we wanted to collaborate with, like, you know, dream collaborations. Yeah. But as far as becoming aware of his work, I don't know if I ever wasn't aware of his work. <laughs> it, it was a voice that was always around yeah. in my home, in the car. Yeah. I think eventually one day I probably asked my mom who that voice was. Right. I can't remember a time where it wasn't there. Yeah. But it's like Buffy. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. Just, they're just voices that were in our homes, I think, from from birth. Uh, so, when you met him in 2014, where did you did you meet up with him in person at that point in time? Yeah, that was our first in person meeting. Was uh, in Santa Fe. Yeah. We were in town during the Indian market, uh, performing yes. at another venue, and he wanted to introduce us. He was in town and <laughs> and had sent that message out. So he came to sound check, and uh, yeah, that was our first time meeting and. It was like one of those, you know, you're meeting one of somebody like a voice you've had it through your entire life, somebody you really look up to, and you get that that femme energy, and you want to tell them all these things, and you and before I could even get into any of that, he like shut me down and was just like, I want, I'm going to tell you what you mean to me. Wow. And he started telling us wow. about what he saw in our work, yeah, how he saw us doing things intuitively that it took him half a lifetime to realize so i think he saw that in us as like some uh, as like a vehicle to continue yeah. this work. what <laughs> that that must have been something to to look up to this guy meet him for the first time and and you want to express all these things about how important he is to you and all of a sudden he's turning it around and saying no you guys are doing some stuff that is 
is making me think and reflect and look at the world in a different way. That must have been wild. Yeah, it makes my hair stand up talking about it right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no kidding. So then when you, you start working with them, and I really love this story about this because you asked them when you started working with them to, uh, to, to come up with a poem for, for the album, right? And he, he comes up, he's, he's got one, but then he says, oh, and I've got this other one for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and actually, we just realized something really kind of special and magical about that experience of him mm. giving us the two poems. Because mm. the first one was called A Tribe Called Red. And we had already begun working with that poem. We had a song based around it already. And it wasn't until we got the professional recordings that he said, oh, yeah, and I tagged another one on there for you. <laughs> that one was The Hallucination. And that's the one that we ran with. Yeah. And they, the two poems had very different vibes, and the hallucination one just felt like it embodied where what we wanted more than the other one. When we look back now that we've become the hallucination mm. and realize that he was already there giving us the roadmap, and he mm. said, this is where you are, <laughs> and then saw where we were headed and just, just was like, here you go. And now, you know, six, seven years later, we're just realizing that we're following something that he laid out in front of us. Wow, it, you know it's uh, it, it's wonderful that that he lives on like this, that he affected you guys in this way, that, that his words are being carried on uh, through your work as well. But of course, it's very sad that we lost him. Mm, of course, we are the tribe that they cannot see. We live on an industrial reservation. We are. The Halusa Nation. We have been called the Indians. We have been called Native American. We have been called hostile. We have been called pagan. We have been called militant. We have been called many names. We are the Halusa Nation. We are the human beings. Callers of names cannot see us, but we can see them. We are the Halusa Nation. Our DNA is of earth and sky. Our DNA is of past and future. We are the Halusa Nation. We are the evolution, the continuation. So tell us a little bit more about the the new album, uh, Another Saturday Night. Again, you've got John uh, featured in this, in the first track, I understand. Yeah, it's our um, lead single, uh, which was the intro to the album. It's, it's really, um, it, it, it was like, it, it's one of the most meaningful songs on the album, mm. to be honest, because it was really, uh, it was one of the moments that we had that led to, you know, changing the name, um, make, giving the album some sort of identity, uh, everything in that was, it played its part. And uh, it happened really organically. It happened like we had to, we had to listen to that old um, introduction speech from 2014. We, we, we just re-listened to it and felt that it was a roadmap for us. So we just, we had to put it into the intro and it worked really well. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, and it's like a combination of like the whole album is a combination of reflections of of the past, um, what we're what's what's current right now, and us thinking more into the future and uh, and where we want to take this thing. Because the great thing about what the hallucination, even from the last record, it was always about evolution and, and evolving the sound and uh, trying different things. But you know. Um, now as us being the hallucination it gives us like a really good space to just uh try and experiment and gives us more freedom that we feel or it just there's something about this what this next chapter that we're doing this next phase that it's just um it feels like we needed to do all these things mm-hmm. um but the album is really all about like a homage or a love letter to the electric power parties and, and um, right, right, right. Honoring, honoring the the past and right. the work that a tribe called Red has done. Right. And then kind of just wrapping it all up. Because of John Trudell's uh, involvement in that, um, what did he say about uh, once you guys put it all together? I'm sure he had a chance to hear it before uh, we lost him. Yeah, no, that was a that was a really funny story actually because we were looking for a storyline. We knew that that album. Uh, we are the hallucination was going to be more than just a collection of songs. We wanted a concept album. We wanted to mm. tell a story. That was the challenge we gave ourselves for that album. And you know, it had started off as let's write a superhero story. Like mm. we're we're the original you know superheroes. Like and they, we're going out to form our Justice League. Right. With those are all the people we're going to collaborate with. Yeah. And that story evolved into, uh, it was a time period where we started wearing bandanas on stage over our faces and stuff. Mm. And we were talking and thinking a lot about bandits or revolutionaries and how, you know, the, how, you know, you end up on either side of things being seen on either side of the law when all you're trying to do is feed your family or stand up for your people. <laughs> when you have nothing less to fight with but your own body, you still right. need to protect yourself and your people by with mm. some an- anonymity. Mm. So that's where the story had evolved to that, that it was going to be like this Western uh, uh, like a group of bandits going out to form. And that was going to be all of our collaborators. And then John gave us the hallucination. And it was this really amazing evolution of like a very childhood story of seeing ourselves as superheroes and wanting to tell it like that. Very adolescent story of fighting back, being on the other side of the law. And then John was able to look at all of that and say, well, this, this, you need, what you actually need is a nation. You, mm. you need a home for this thing. <laughs> right. and that, that, that's why it was such a, a, a game changer for the way we were looking at the album. Cause it was just like, oh yeah, that's obviously that's where we need to go with this. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. The story you were talking about, the nation, the story around you need a nation. And, and then I think about this great uh, logo or label or badge or whatever you want to call it that you guys came up with, the, the hallucination, you know, logo kind of thing that you've developed that's for sale, which I love. I, I got to get myself one. But I, I was think I was wondering, because I only saw one size. I was hoping to get like a really nice big back patch or something, you know, like, <laughs> so... Yeah, we- Talk about producing those a couple of times. We, we should do like a pre-order or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so people can pick those up. They're not. It's not really music related, but it's such a great logo. It's. A, I love it. Yeah, that's uh, Ernesto who designed our first album cover. Mm. Uh, he did that one as well. It was really awesome because we hit him up 
And we're like, yo, we need another album cover. We're doing this thing where, with this this nation that uh, John Trudell gave us the idea for. And we want to make like a real like old school right. nation seal. Yeah. Said, Guys, I got you. I've designed three or four of those already. I know exactly <laughs> what to do. So that came together really, really quickly. And I, in fact, you were asking about this earlier. We hadn't told John yet that oh. we made it the title song that we made at the title of the album. We designed a seal. We even got the pad, the demo for the patch made all within a few weeks. Nice. So we were actually with the real physical patch and we're all just enamored with this idea. And I was like, Oh man, we never told John. And, uh, and so I hit him up and I sent him an email just saying, look, this is what we did. Send him a picture of the patch. And he's, they just wrote back. The hallucination is real. <laughs> wow. Says it all, short and simple. That's John Trudell, right? For sure, man. Okay, you're listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. That's 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. And this is Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. My guests here on the show are the members of the Hallucination. I have Bear Witness and Tim Toolman-Hill. And it is a pleasure to have them on. We've been talking a little bit about their upcoming new album that is going to be released on July 30th, which you can pre-order. And it is called One More Saturday Night. The other thing I, I don't I would like to ask you about, when I see behind you there and your music, you've got a couple of keyboards there. Do you use the keyboards a lot for writing purposes? Uh, how do you guys go about, uh, you know, approaching a track? It's funny you say that, man, because, like, we've been... Since since the I guess since then since 2014 I guess we've uh, we've always been like uh, trying to next level what we're doing mm. right so mm. you know traditionally I did everything in the box so it's mm. like all just all in a in a DAW you know I, yep. I work on Reason so it's like right. I just worked on Reason and that was it you know I never really thought of anything else over the years yeah. Uh, analog started to creep into our lives and uh since we're a touring group it's really hard to carry analog gear with you <laughs> yeah. everywhere so sure. whenever we have stationary setups um or it, it can be done we love to have it so um but over the yeah since this whole this whole album process is awesome because new record because we tried different sampling techniques using different uh, equipment. We got a chance to go to the NMC and uh, work with a plethora of just amazing synthesizers from legendary, like Jupiters and uh, ones you can only find in Germany. Like it was like a pretty awesome. But more importantly, we got to work with um, the legendary synth uh, Tonto. Yeah. Uh, so that was a incredible experience. Uh, we got to, and what was even better than that is that uh, we got to work with the co-creator of it uh, malcolm cecil yeah who is you know work with stevie wonder um gail scott heron you know <laughs> what i mean and these are people that we grew up with you know like yeah. music we grew up with so hearing like a bass patch now when we drop a needle on a record of, a, yeah. of an old song that he's done um it's just incredible that he built that patch and um he has just like a profound mind and um one of the people that we just took so much in we spent like 12 days with him and like just soaked in as much knowledge and stuff and he was just giving it all to us too it wasn't like a he was just kind of just here you go you want to learn this and then we just kind of sat around it was a very good uh, awesome experience and in the exact same way that that we had john pass on a yeah. lot of knowledge to us malcolm was doing the same thing in the time that we spent with him so we really have these two 
you know, just incredible minds yeah. that influenced and directed this album in a really a profound way that's going to be with us for the rest of our lives. Like the things that we learned from Malcolm uh, about music, I, I don't think either of us had any way of imagining hmm. the things that he taught us about music and then what it means, not only physically playing it from a theoretical <laughs> point of view, but yeah. also from a spiritual, universal, you know, talking yeah. about the, the math of, of, of music, but also the spirit of music and how vibration and energy are universal. Like all those things were wrapped up into talking about synthesis. It was, uh, it was a truly a life-changing experience. Yeah, wow, you guys, that sounds great. Congratulations on uh, on that! Wow, what a like I said, what an experience, what an education. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a completely what it was. <laughs> this musical journey that we've been on, um, from from touring, you know, all the indigenous, uh, a lot of indigenous uh, spaces, like yeah. places in the world, um, meeting these amazing people along the way. This is just like one of those things. It's just like we 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 can't believe that it happened. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And mm -hmm. uh, extremely grateful yeah. for it all yeah uh, and uh yeah we're, we're going to be the techniques that he's taught us we're we're carrying that forward you know what i mean and and building on that it also he also gave us space to be ourselves and like really take in what we um contribute to music as well and kind of validated that in, in a way where he recognized it and saw it he, we were seen and that was that's that's not something that we get too often when on a on a um, musical level. Mm. You know? mm. we, we get talked about about the things that we do um, and how, and what we do and how we represent. And but from a musical level, it was very it was it felt very good to be seen and from someone like him who's yeah. seen everything. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Wow, I didn't realize also that he uh, that he worked with Gil Scott Heron. What a, there's another great guy as well, man. Wow. Oof. Yeah, man. yeah, he's uh, he, you know, Malcolm's a guy that you know that he's incredibly talented, incredibly talented, mm. beautiful mind, mm. like an alien, basically, just someone who's who's almost removed from the 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 general con consciousness or something like that. You know, he's connected to something higher because he 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 worked. He worked at it, yeah. <laughs> stage level. Yeah, no. yeah right. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's um to see him come at it from a very human way, yeah. a very spiritual human way, and um, just removed all the other things that music kind of yeah. gives off sometimes, like yeah. whether it be, uh, um, what do you call that? Uh, industry. Mm. Well, I guess that's an easier way to say it. You know, okay. he's a dude that's that's put all that aside for right. the sake of music and uh he's he, right. and it's and you can keep researching it you can keep right. we, we were in like a what was it a record store in some place in paris i think and we found records of him oh, oh yeah, no, I, yeah. yeah we were no we were in berlin, berlin and i bought a copy of uh, gil scott herring record that had tonto on the cover oh yeah <laughs> like <laughs> 
guilt like leaning on Tonto. Right. Like, we've we've touched that. Yeah. <laughs> we've both touched that. <laughs> That's great. It almost sounds from what you guys are saying like the experience of working with Malcolm and being around him was just as as exciting and as uh, as illuminating as as working with Tonto itself as well. Oh yeah, Tonto. Tonto. To be to be clear, Tonto is its own yeah. entity as well. Yeah. It's a, it's very much alive, and that's one thing that you know that we, we like we would say goodbye to Tonto and good morning to Tonto <laughs> when we uh, would meet up. Mm. Um, even now, like even even before it was completed, it there was this respect of like I'd love yeah. to see Tonto. Oh hi Tonto, you know like whatever like. But the crazy thing is is that that kind of relationship. And it actually goes into um, a session playing kind of experience where mm. they ha- it has its own identity, it has its own style, yeah. it kind of does what it wants. It, you can tell it what to do, but it might not be exactly what you want, but yeah. it will give it its own flair. Yeah. What, what, what was super exciting too was that, I mean, we work, anybody can go and work, well, not anybody, but I, you, know, you, you could go and work with Tonto now right. at the NMC, but we got to work with Tonto with with its father yeah yeah also somebody who knew it from a a deep deep level so you know we got he was building patches for us yeah he he talked to us got to know the sound we wanted and then built the patch we needed and then at some point something got changed (laughs) and he was able to go in and rebuild that again you know like just having somebody who had the 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 ground up knowledge of it yeah that that is is up you know in the 70s yeah and what he told us uh about when we were working on it because there's a moment where tim and i are both turning knobs on different parts of tonto and he we've noticed that he was watching us and filming us oh yeah and he got really really excited like giddy excited <laughs> and he's like this is what i built this machine for <laughs> and it took like 40 years for his vision of how to create music to become something that we do wow. like normally like that's yeah, how we're yeah, used yeah. to working yeah. naturally with, yeah with gear is the right. way that he like he had yeah. to build this thing to do what a dog does now yeah <laughs> that's very cool wow guys appreciate you you sharing that story what a great story i love it i love it listen the other thing i want to talk about we're just about out of time it's been great having you guys on the show we've mentioned the new album we and that's going to be uh, dropping on july 30th people can pre-order that one more saturday night is the name of it um, you guys also got involved, I, th- I believe, with Rutherford Falls, did you not? With some of the sound? Yeah. Yeah. Tell we us about that. Co-composers. Co-composers on it. Congratulations. <laughs> what a great series. Oh, man, that whole experience was awesome. It's our first time going into TV yeah. um, and doing anything like that. Uh, but having the experience of like uh, of doing that and working with like uh, our co- co-composer, uh, David Schwartz, who's also mm. done like you know Arrested Development, um, mm-hmm. did the theme for Deadwood, you know like he's got he's crazy crazy in the game, you know, and it's mm-hmm. uh it's awesome working with him, but also like under the um the care and like you know we we were we were taking such good care of uh, Sierra Ornelas, who was the um, showrunner for the show, really just vouched for us in each and every way and gave us the space to be creative and to kind of assert ourselves into the series and uh, in a place we've never been, Mm. you know? And so it was awesome to be able to just have that freedom. And it was a more, even more crazier that, you know, everything that we were doing at that time, we'd make something and they would just pop for it. Like, yes, this is exactly what we needed. 
And uh, yeah, it was just an amazing experience. We, we got to do a couple more seasons. We got to do 20 more, to be honest. Hopefully. hopefully. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess in many ways, that's um, that's that's the new, uh, I guess, area where, where musicians can turn to to, uh, to 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 get a good buck, I guess, for, for working, right? It's, uh, it's, it's one of those, with the way the music industry has, has changed over time, it's, uh, you know, getting synced to... Uh, to film and, and TV is, is not a bad gig. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, what? like you, I, on, on a flip side of that, you know, it was awesome to be working on that during 2020 because we did the bulk of it in 2020. Um, but we also like the actual, we, we knew the writers in the show. Um, we had a good sense and like people vouch for this thing that, you know, and we don't really get involved in things like mm. too often. Like mm. it's, it's hard, hard to pin us down, mostly because we're so busy. Right. That's what it right. is. But uh, this project just seemed so worth it. And we were so happy to be um, a part of it and from that way. Because, like, I I miss them. Like, we worked on Zoom just in boxes. And, like, I can't – I, I want to see those faces again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Having conversations with Ed about music was mind-blowing because he, he, he put us on to some stuff. And um, watching our friends – write episodes yeah. and make appearances in this show. Yeah. I've uh, seen Gary Farmer out of like, you know, a Six yeah. Nation legend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Seeing that stuff, like, oh, such a good feeling environment. It was, it was the best. And for our first uh, experience into Hollywood like that, it's pretty, like, we couldn't ask for something better. I like, I mean, sinks, sinks are awesome. Like, they definitely, like, that's a big part of our business. Yeah. But we, you and I have also, we're, massive soundtrack nerds mm-hmm. like right we something that we've talked about wanting to do is explore yeah. for film and television yeah so having that kind of fall into our lap over 2020 and 2021 has just been perfect ah. all the thing we need now and i keep putting this out oh. there is to score a video game. but here's the thing though <laughs> we've been manifesting a lot of these things yeah like yeah man a I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, a video game developer just hears us want our passion for video games. Yeah. I, we're, we're, we're like two steps away of like starting up a stream where we play video games just right. to nail it home <laughs> that we know we love, we love these things. <laughs> That's great. I, I can definitely. As soon as you said soundtrack, I went, "Oh yeah, okay." I can, I can see that. That's where you guys are going for sure. I can hear that for sure. Uh, guys, it's been really good talking to you. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us on the show and share about stuff. Is there anything else we haven't touched on that uh, you think is important to mention just before we finish up, though? Uh, no, I think I think we covered about yeah all, all the all the high points at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you you got the album. Yeah, I usually have the thing. I'm like, oh yeah, we have we have an album that's coming out. <laughs> but what we're really excited for, we're yeah. so excited for it. We've been trying to release this thing for about a year oh, and yeah. a half. Okay, and uh, it's just coming together right now. So cool, finally. All right, that's great. That's great, great, great news, and we look forward to that, guys. All the best in the future. Uh, congratulations with all the success you've had in the past, and doing some great stuff. Keep up the good work. And uh, we look forward to maybe having you back on the show in the near future again. Sounds good. All right. My guests on the show today, Bear Witness and Tim Toolman Hill of formerly A Tribe Called Red, now The Hallucination. Check them out online. Pre-order their new album, which is called One More Saturday Night. And don't forget that John Trudell is, uh, is featured in this new album as well. Uh, he's in the first track, so uh, check that out. And it's been a pleasure to having uh, both the guys on the show. Now, Agoa, 
and uh, take care, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, on it. On it. And that is this portion of the show. Please stick around because we're going to be right back with more right here on Moment of Truth on Element FM. We are the Halusa Nation. Now back to Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM. Welcome back to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses. You are listening to Element FM in Toronto and Ottawa. And you can also download the iHeartRadio app and take us with you anywhere you go. And if you do download the iHeartRadio app, you punch in our coordinates, 106.5 for Toronto, 95.7 for Ottawa. And as I say, take us with you anywhere. Welcome to those listeners on other radio stations that now carry Moment of Truth. And also welcome to anyone listening on our SoundCloud or on their favorite podcast platform. I'm your host, David Moses. This is Moment of Truth, as I said off the top of the show. And my guest here on the show today is... Anima. She is an artist, a Quebec artist, so it's a pleasure to have her on the show. And she was just telling me that it's her first English interview, so it's interesting that she is uh, is able to participate with us and be part of us, uh, part of our show here today. Anima, welcome to the show. Congratulations on your new single. You've got this new song, If God Had a Boat, and you're singing that in English. You sound wonderful singing it in English. Thank you. Thank you so much. I prefer to write in English. So. You do? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Why is that? I just feel like the words just come naturally to me in English. So when I just sit down and go inside myself to write anything, it just flows more naturally in English. And French, it just sounds a bit off. So mm. it's more authentic to me to write in English. It's funny, though. But yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it is because you're, is, is French your first uh, language? Yes, yes. I was born in Wendaki, mm-hmm. a community, a native First Nation yep. community in Quebec. But yep. we, my father spoke French and my mom also, but they sent me to an English school when I was young. So that's why I have English. <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing to have more than one language, is it? It's important. It's very important. It certainly is. Well, as you say, you're from, uh, from Quebec, you're from a First Nation in Quebec. Now, you are also a dancer, as well mm-hmm. as a singer-songwriter. Now, your parents had a big influence, I guess, on this because they were both artists as well. Yeah. My father was a professional musician. Mm. He had this um, production called Ozalik at the mm. time. Um, he wrote all the songs for it. There was Cirque du Soleil people, artists um, in the show. My mom was the choreographer, mm. and there was a bunch of dancers as well on the show. And um, yeah, so they toured a lot with, well, at first it was called Sundaki. So they, they toured like um, China and um, Europe with Sundaki and then it became Ozalik. So of course they they inspired me and really young, I was already set up in, in front of people and I would, my father just gave me this opportunity to, to see this whole universe of music and artists. So yeah, it was really, a great teacher. Yeah, so how was that growing up to be raised by parents, both artistic endeavor, both in, you know professionally motivated and, and involved in those in the kind of works? Do you feel that that 
the, were they uh, guiding you for this kind of a life, do you think? Or is it just something that naturally happened? I think, of course, like it helped so much because since my father was in the industry, he would bring me with him. Mm. I, so really young, I was like four years old. My dad would bring me after his show and pick me up in his arms and he would bring me on stage and showing me the people there. And it was for me at a very young age, I think it gave me this passion. So mm. he, of course, transmitted that passion for music to me. But I, I also think it's natural because it's, I have been in a, in a kind of conflict with myself with about music and, you know, it's so stressful to, to really um, um, give yourself to this um, industry because you never know if it's going to work. You have to spend some money, some time mm -hmm. and all these um, those conflicts that we as girl have in, inside of us, you know, mm -hmm. so, and, and I went through that and going through this with all this anxiety and stuff, I was able to, put myself in front of myself and to ask really my question, if, if it's just my father's mm. dream or it's really my dream, you know? Mm. So I went into those deep questions to know if it really was my thing or not, you know? And the answer was yes. Cause I was ready. It's such a long story though, but I went, I went to dark places and sure. I was, I did not want to live anymore. And there was mm. a big um, moment of, of grief in my life because my father died. Yeah. So that being said, he, I had to go through a lot of, of of emotions and, and grief about that. So, and yeah, when I ask myself the question, am I going to be a singer? Am I going to be doing what I love? Like, is it, is it supposed to be? And is it, is it meant to be? I asked like the, my ancestors and mm. it was just the, the biggest moment of my life was this answer, you know, mm. the answer of yes, you need to trust yourself and you need to do it. So it was really a, a big, a, a big thing. Yeah. Mm, thanks for sharing that. Now, I know you, you said you went to some dark places, and and I guess because probably your father must have had a, a, a large influence on your life and an impact on you, on you. and so his loss uh, must have been weighed heavily on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, we were, he was an artist, and he was someone who who really young showed me values of, of our culture when that culture where let's say I was grounded, for instance, he would bring me downstairs because right next to our house, there was this big tree mm. and he would say, apologize or say what you have to say to the tree. And then I, I would look up to the tree and, and understand as a child, oh, well, the tree is the teacher. So he gave me this essence of of speaking to to nature and to what inspires you and and what is really surrounding us. So he gave me strength also in all this this whole thing. But it, it helped me through them when he passed away. It helped mm. me to understand that he was still there and he was maybe a part of that tree or or the sun or the moon or somewhere in mm. the universe. It, mm. it gets a bit spiritual, but you know it's mm. it's the belief that he's still there. But yeah in all that thing, it was really hard and it was a process and it's, sure. you need some time to go through those, right. those emotions. But I think to, to come back like the, that's why I wrote my music and that's why my music is so much um, printed in this, those emotions that I have been through. So. Mm. Now the, the song, I know you took some time off when your, your dad died uh, to mm. reflect and, and you just wanted some time for yourself. It, that, that's when you started to have that spiral downward and, in, and inward, I guess. Mm. But you came back uh, after, and this, uh, is this, if God had a boat, is this part of the, part of the result of that? Yes, totally. Um, if God had a boat was really the part where I, 
did not have the strength anymore in me to pursue. Um, I was sad. I went out like my first boyfriend who is doing the music on the mm. on the, the EP. So mm. he we we got separated in that the same moment where when my dad died, um, I got pregnant. There was so many things that happened. And this song mm. is about me wanting to let go and wanting to just to just disappear in a way. Mm. But there was this really stronger voice there. It's like if when I go in the, the chorus and I go, if God had a boat, I would sail it for you. It's like if I would say, come with me. It's, mm. it's like if someone would tell me, come with me, I'm going to sail with you a boat. And the boat is like your life and your your body. And it just, the song in itself gave me the strength to come back up and to grow into from the seed, you know. So it's a lot of, of metaphors and images, but that's how I, I can explain to you the, the essence of the song. And and there's a lot of love story tinted a bit in, in the song when I say, I made you the king and I gave all for you to rest. It's kind of, I gave that boyfriend, that the guy that does the music, mm. I gave him everything and I just wanted him, him to rest in, in my heart in mm. a way. So it's a lot of, of love and process. So this song is... Yeah, exactly what I feel. And maybe I, I think it could give some strength to the people who don't want to pursue anymore or just want to let go. I think this song is an anthem of let's pick ourselves back up, like whatever the situation, whatever is going on, because like shit can happen. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. And when you don't have that strength, well, this song for me is like, listen to me and come with me. We're going to sail that boat. We're going to go that way. Pursue your dreams. Let's do it. You know, so that's how I feel. <laughs> That's great, and thanks for sharing that. We're we're going to listen to a little bit of the song as well, and uh, and I want to thank you for for sending it in so we can uh, share it with with people as well. I want to wish you all the best with this song as you go forward. Woke up in the graveyard and picked up the gun and raised it against my head. How big are the bruises wounded around my chest? Tasting my own blood, picked up my heart, I gave it for you to rest. And I thought I could do it, but I'm sick of running, and I'm sick of being strong now, and I'm leaving town. If God had a boat, I would sail. 
the other thing is that I mentioned you you you're a singer and and a songwriter, but you are also a, a dancer, and I understand you are involved with uh, with with something new uh, as well. Yeah. Um... I'm not a professional dancer. I don't have the capacities that a professional dancer has, mm -hmm. but I love dance. For me, movement is the way um, a body can heal itself. There's there's a lot of ways to heal, but for me, one of the ways is mm. dancing. Mm. And um, Flip Fabrique, I think that's what you were talking yes, about, is right. um, yeah. a circus in Quebec. It's a very, very beautiful circus, um, a big one also. There's a lot of artists in there. There's a lot of... Um, it's The, the team is really... Um, um, big it's a mm. big team so mm -hmm. um we've been we started to practice um about eight weeks ago and we're um, building up a show that i can't say the name for now okay but we're building up a show together and i'm the singer i'm not the dancer ah. i'm the singer of yes. the show yes and um they will be mixing a bit of circus with me i'll probably be like up on humans and mm. standing and singing mm. at the same time so but for me it's it's such a premiere though because i have never been in, in a show like that where I get to sing for a big production where there's uh, circus people around. But that's so funny because like when I first um, sent my first song out, when I released Circus, mm -hmm. then like a couple of months later, the circus got involved in my in my world. And I was like, what is going on? This is so <laughs> funny. And it was just meant to be. You so know? Like, so this collaboration for me is, is just insane. It manifests <laughs> itself. So, what it manifests itself yes exactly, exactly. yeah mm -hmm. uh, that that's wonderful now you've also uh, worked with uh, uh i guess a producer of notoriety at uh, notoriety as well yeah um you mean the producer um that is that made me eat my ep pierre yeah, mm -hmm. he is, well, like I said, he's called Pierre-Olivier Couturier. Mm -hmm. He is my first boyfriend and ah, he is, okay. yeah, that's what I was saying before. He's um, the best producer for me in Quebec. Mm. He has done some beautiful work. He is, um, he he started off in orchestra. When I first yeah. met him, he was in, in his school and he, he founded this big thing where it's called OSMFQ. And he just, um, there was like, 30 musicians and he was producing it and he's just for me a music genius mm. so um and when we we got together we shared this passion for music but i had to find myself before being able to do the music that's why it took so long and that's it so he we got together and we made this ep and it took like about a year to really do it all together mm. and yeah that's it <laughs> Great. Um, now, if people want to find out more or listen to your music, where can they go to find out more? Yes, they can go to my Spotify. Mm -hmm. There's um, there's Circus Out and there's going to be If God Had a Boat. And we're going to release the EP in October. Mm -hmm. And there's Apple Music and all those streaming flat platforms where you can find music. Right. Yeah. And so if people want to uh, check you out, it's A-N-Y-M-A. Uh, yeah. Yeah, A-N-Y-M-A. Uh, yeah, is the name that people are looking for on Spotify. And, um, okay, so you've got these two things going. You know, it sounds, from what you were saying about this circus thing you're involved with, very much like a Cirque du Soleil kind of a yeah. presentation. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's, I I just think they're, I, and I even think they do some stuff together, like they make some artists from Cirque du Soleil and 
they people from Cirque du Soleil go in Flip Fabrique and Flip Fabrique goes mm. sometimes in Cirque du Soleil. So I really think they're associated. So. And um, and is this based in around uh, Quebec City? Yeah, totally. I think they're downtown. Mm. Mm. Now, how are things in Quebec for you uh, if, from the COVID per- perspective? For now, it's pretty calmed down. We had a curfew for like a couple of months. Um, at eight o'clock p.m., we had to be in our homes, mm. and we had to um, we have to obviously wear masks everywhere. And mm-hmm. now the curfew is uh, is up until nine thirty, and it's going to be taking down in about two days. So we're going to be off the big curfew thing and things are getting a bit more calm here because we have the vaccine The mm-hmm. vaccine uh, mm-hmm. is up. So yep. I think it's getting more down, but it has been hard like the rest yeah. of the world. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, if God had a boat, uh, that song, is that available now for people? It's going to be out June the 18th. Okay, June, that's right. June the 18th um, is when that song's going to be released. So that's that's wonderful. And you mentioned Circus. That people can go and find on uh, Spotify uh, for exactly. you at the yeah. moment, right? And uh, do you have any, uh, is there a video that goes along with these? With If God Had a Boat, yes, I am um, collaborating with Aisha. She's another Wendat from Wendaki, and mm. she's a professional dancer. She is wonderful, sensational. She's beautiful, and yeah, she dances in the video. It's a, it's a quite simple video because we could not do a lot since of COVID. So it's we just went with what we had, and just it, it's really intimate. And anyways, this song is so close to my heart that it didn't have to be the big thing. And for me, it's, it's, it's perfect, and mm. yeah, mm. so... Um, you said it took almost a year to be completed, the EP. So what is it, six songs? Yes, six songs total. Okay, July, uh, June 18th is when that drops, or the single comes out? The single, If God Had a Boat, yeah. And in October will be the EP. Okay, so I think that you should probably uh, contact us again for uh, coming up to that release date so we can get you back on the show and talk about, yes, about it more. Thank you. Yeah, I you know. Um when you th- when you listen back to the song now, if God had a boat, how do you feel about it? How do you be- feel about the production? How do you feel about it emotionally? Are you are you happy with with the message it brings to people? I am um, confident in the song. Mm. Um, one of my, you know, like I said earlier, like the the words come out naturally in English. Mm. I still think i since it's not my first language i have some trouble to really get deep into um poetic mm, senses mm. of lyrics so it's it's one thing i want to um get better at for my mm. next ep because i sometimes i just like i said naturally put words and i don't really look at them anymore and like and i let them stay there mm-hmm. as when i listen to to the song I, sometimes i'm like oh i would have I should have wrote that that way and mm. the lyric would sound better that way. So, mm. so there's this thing that I just want to um, get better at, mm. but, um, and also when I was singing, recording it in the studio, um, I had a sore throat. Oh. <laughs> so um, the, the, the voice is a bit for me. I know I, you know, I know I could do better or I know I could sing uh, it better, yeah. but it, it's how it sounds. And I'm happy with it because yeah. I think it's truly a- authentic to what yeah. I was going through at that moment. So, yeah. so yes, I really feel confident with it. And Pierre did an awesome job as usual. Mm. And yeah, can't wait for the people to hear it and to see if they could get some strength out of it. Mm. You know, one of the things I'm always uh, admiring about Quebec is the the wonderful, flourishing uh, artists that 
are there, the Quebec artists that flourish in Quebec. You know, there's such wonderful artists that outside of Quebec, uh, if they're singing, uh, you know, in French, we don't necessarily always get to hear them. And um, and I'm just wondering, who are your influences? What are the kind of artists that you have listened to in the past? Mm-hmm. I have so many, but let's say um, Charlotte Cardin, is, uh, she, her voice is so um, inspiring. Her her personality is inspiring. Her music is beautiful. Um, out of Quebec, though, I, I listen to more music from like the world. Mm-hmm. Um, out of Quebec, Aurora is one of a big ins- inspiration. Billie Eilish, of course, she's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, Glass Animals, uh, the, one of the biggest um, influencer for me is Hans Zimmer. He's mm, a um, mm. movie soundtrack yeah, producer yeah, yeah. and he, he yeah. just changed my life and he helped, he helped me so much. So I have many inspirations, but those are, are the big ones for me. Mm, great. Well, it's been really fascinating speaking with you. I want to thank you uh, very much for taking the time to, to be on the show with us and talk about your life, about the things you're working on, this new song that you have coming out, If God Had a Boat, your new EP, which is going to be dropping in October as well. And is there anything we haven't touched on just before we finish up that you think is important that you wanted to share? Um, I think one of the things I'm going through right now is being in harmony with, with everything. I think that with everything that is going on in the world right, right now, we need this balance and, mm. and this harmony in ourselves and with others and with nature to get in touch. Cause like there's this big clear alert that we're going through as a collective. So I just think it's, it's truly important to go back to the roots and to connect with ourselves and feel this harmony. So do, do whatever you have to do to heal yourself and to be um, balanced. So that's one thing really that I think I would I would say for now, for my moment, my present moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a good piece of advice. And I think that's very uh, telling for our time that we're in, in terms of COVID as well. I, I think a lot of people are, are maybe, have been reflecting in many ways, but not so much... Uh, not so much in, in terms of what you were just saying, you know, uh, we've been focusing on on things that we have to do. We have been, been doing some of that, but not in the way that you put it. I guess that's what I'm trying to say about the yeah. healing and about trying to find that harmony. And so I appreciate you saying that. Thank you for listening. And yeah, it's. I just think we had all our way of coping with it. And I just think that it would help people to just look inward sometimes mm. too to help themselves. Great. Merci beaucoup for taking the time to join me on the show, uh, Anime. Thank you. Have a great day, and I hope you, you'll be well. You too. You take care. Thank you. Take care. And that is the voice of Anima, and she was my guest here on the show. You can find out more by going to her on Spotify, Anima, that is A-N-Y-M-A. If God Has a Boat is her new song, dropping on June 18th. She's got a new EP dropping in October, and hopefully we can have her back on the show to talk about that at a later date. And that is this portion of the show. I'm your host, David Moses. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Big are the bruises wounded around my chest I in my own blood Picked up my heart I get it for you and I thought I could do it, but I'm sick of running.
This has been Moment of Truth with David Moses. Element. Element. Element FM.